as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know her story. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. Extraordinary woman. And with us today, we have Stacy from Sprinkles by Stacy. Amazing cookies. If you haven't had them, you have to try them. So, Stacy, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here and to share your story. You know, we've been talking for a little while now, but it's time to get the story out there. Um, <laughs> Stacy and I met through our Women's Business League group, which I am very proud to be part of. And uh, it is amazing how you can network, you know, when you are in different parts of the state, the country, and get so many relationships started in that way. And I'm really, 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 really happy that we are here today and that we have met. And I have to say, the cookies look really good, but they're also delicious. You know that there's sometimes, there are sometimes like you eat cookies um, and you know, they just, they're like crumbly. They don't taste really good. They just like, okay, they're good looking. But mm -hmm. yours were like, I don't know. Look at me, like I'm excited. <laughs> um, they're like, you know, like it's, they're not like, in, in Spanish, we call it empalagosa, which means like too sweet, right? They right. were just, they're just the perfect sweet, right? And I'm not, I'm not a sweet person. I don't have a sweet tooth. Oh, so no. that means a lot. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so the recipe, I get this a lot. Yeah, so um, I lived in Germany for a little bit and I found out that we as Americans love sugar uh, like a lot. And what, after I lived in Europe, I was like, wow, cookies and cakes and things like that are just not like sugar bombs. They actually have flavor and they're not overly sweet. So the recipe that I use is actually one of my old uh, German butter cookies that I would make for my family. And when I started getting into sugar cookies, I was just like, I tasted sugar cookies from classes and like a cup of butter, a cup of sugar. I'm like, that's a lot of stinking sugar. And then you add royal icing on top. It's like, okay, all you're going to taste is sugar. That's it. Yeah. So um, I pair it with my German uh, butter cookie that I would make for my family for Christmas time. And I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. And it makes it really easy to eat a lot of them. Not like I know. Um, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's after my, after my time living in Germany. Yeah. Um, I, I just have to say, I'm not, I'm not bragging just because you are here with me. I'm oh, honestly, I'm not a sweet tooth person, um, but they were really good. Like I ate that whole thing. I was like, this is so good. And then I'm like, a, 
I'm a, I love Pepsi. I have to say, I, I don't oh, give Coke. Do. I love Pepsi. So I had it with a Pepsi. And I was like, this is like the perfect combination. Like I had, I have now two perfect combinations. It's Pepsi and, Pepsi and Ruffles and Pepsi and Sugar Cookies by Sprinkles by Stacey. So oh, uh, all right, so let's dig in. So Stacey, I cannot wait for you to share your story. You know, a lot in there from like culinary school, moving around and, you know, a lot of different experiences. So take us through it. Tell, tell us who you are, you know, tell us your becoming story. Oh, I can't wait to share this with you. So um, how I got into cooking, period, was, uh, or baking, I should say, was, I was about seven years old, and I bought my uh, first, I bought my Easy Bake Oven with my own allowance. My parents did not buy it for me. I had an allowance because I worked around the house, and they paid me with that, and I used my allowance, and I bought my Easy Bake Oven, and so I was, like, mixing all the little ingredients together, and I was so excited, like, looking with the light bulb, making sure everything coming out right, and I was so excited presenting it to my dad, and I have pictures of me doing that when we were on vacation in Florida, so I'm originally from Michigan, Sault Ste. Marie, and I was born in Canada, eighth, don't you know? Um, so I was born there, and in 1995, my family had made the decision that we would move down to Florida, where my dad would become a minister in a very small church. So I had my Easy Bake Oven and all of that. I knew, okay, right then and there, I'm going to be a chef. So when we moved down to Florida, I got really into cooking. Okay. And that, at that time, in it was 1996, uh, we didn't have uh, the Food Network at that time. Mm -hmm. So Bobby Flay, yeah, Bobby Flay, he was on TV. Yes, um, he was on Lifetime and he had a TV show called The Main Ingredient with Bobby Flay. And so I would watch him during the day and I decided that I would write him a card letting him know that I twisted around one of his recipes because I was just so happy with it. I had deep fried uh, some chips and I made it into a dessert. And my mom, of course, was just like watching me in the kitchen. You're deep frying, you're deep frying, you're deep frying. I'm like, okay, I'll be good, I'll be good. So I sent that recipe to him. Three months later, I receive a call. Now I'm 11 and this is back when kids don't get phone calls. <laughs> so I receive a phone call and my mom had answered it and she's like you'd like to speak with Stacy and the person's like yes I'm Bobby Flay's producer oh my goodness okay this is juicy <laughs> this is really juicy oh my goodness all right let's do this Bobby Flay's producer called you yeah he called oh, me and God. she said Bobby is so intrigued that an 11 year old girl would show such an interest for cooking and would let him know he would like for you to come to New York City and see a taping of his show and go to his restaurants. What an offer, right? Yeah. Well, like I said, we had just moved down to Florida from Michigan, so I was unable to go. Okay. So I told them, thank you so much. I'm really touched about that, but I won't be able to go. So they sent me a t-shirt that had the main ingredient on it with a little card and that's what I got. And that just motivated to keep me like, and not only motivated, but I was just inspired like, okay, I'm legit going for this. I love it. So yeah. 
what was it? By that time, Huey, a few years later, I was 14 and I got my first job and I was looking around. I tried applying to Publix, which is a grocery store down in Florida and I didn't get anything. So I applied to Tropical Smoothie Cafe. I was 14 years old and the owner's like, sure, I'll hire you as my banana girl. You'll make $5.15 an hour. I'm like, all right, sign me up. I'll do this. This is great. So I'm excited. I get my, I, go, I walk back home because we lived right, wasn't far for me to walk. I walk back home and I tell my folks, I got my first job. I nailed the interview because they said, okay, this is what you need. This is what you have to do. Great. So my first day, I was all excited. It was in the summer. I walk in and they're like, hey, we're going to train you on how to make smoothies and wraps. And I'm like, what? All right. I'm not only the banana girl <laughs> who gets to stand on the side of US1 or up here, they call it Route 1. Yeah, very same highway. Uh, I get to make smoothies and wraps. So they were showing me the recipes and what to do. And it took me a while to figure out how to do all the wrapping, but I finally got it down. And then I got to learn how to use the cash register. And I was just like, this is awesome. So by the time I turned 15, I became a supervisor of the place. I was 15. Okay. I had a key to the place. I took care of learning how to balance a cash register. A lot of things that kids nowadays don't know how to do, but I was doing that. That was my job. Yeah. And then one particular person uh, was hired when I was the supervisor. And she was from Port St. Lucie. And she was hired and she tells the uh, boss saying, hey, I'm going to need two weeks off. And we're all like, you just got hired. Are you serious? She goes, well, I'm making a movie with the Olsen twins. Oh. And he's like, well, I can't say no to that. Okay. So she would, she came back after that. She would practice writing her signature on napkins. And I'm like, Okay. She's like, who knows? This might be worth something someday. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Get back to work. Let's go. Yeah. This person is Megan Fox. So when I was, uh, yeah, much older, what? when Transformers came out and I'm like, wait, what? Are you serious? Are you, this is, congratulations for her. But I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I was her supervisor. Yeah. And so um, my cooking career just started, kept on going. Yeah. Um, I was uh, 15. I was 15 when I left uh, Tropical Smoothie. I was in high school and I had the opportunity to become an apprentice at a local country club. Yeah. And I was all excited. I was all in because I was part of a culinary program in high school now. So I left Tropical Smoothie and I went to the country club. And I had a knife and everything. I loved it. And while I was in high school, I did culinary competitions. And I was very involved with my culinary um, community that I had in school. And I knew, okay, I was either going to go to the CIA, which is the Culinary Institute of America, or Johnson Wales in North Miami. It was either those two. And I, uh, during that time, I was working close to full time because yeah. my uh, parents, they had gone through a very hard time. 
um, with leaving the church and everything. So I was helping support my parents. My sister and I both were helping that. And it wasn't like they asked us to, we just did it because yeah. we knew we made that choice to move down to Florida. So my senior year of high school, I knew, okay, it's either going to be this school or this school. So I make the choice to go to Johnson Wales. It was only a hundred miles away from my home. I wasn't quite ready to leave my folks like that. And while I was at Johnson Wales, I had the opportunity to do like food TV things like with uh, Ming Tsai and Todd English and Michelle Bernstein. So I got, I had that opportunity and the chef instructors became like my extended family. And yeah. um, they always say you are what you get out of it. I poured my life into Johnson Wales. I loved it. And I am still in contact with a lot of the chef instructors there. So I did my first internship. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I'm a sophomore now in college. I don't know where, where should I go? So um, Chef Wagner, who became like a second, he became like a second dad to me. He goes, you should go to Germany. I'm like Germany, okay. So I go over to Germany with friends and they told me after I finished my internship, we would love for you, after you finish your internship and after you finish school, we would love to hire you. I'm like, okay, this is great. I will definitely do that. Yeah. So I decided my for my uh, senior internship, I would go back to Germany. And I go to this small little restaurant in a very small village. Yeah. And the time frame, of course, when I go over there, they lose my luggage. And it was the one time I never packed clothes because I never had the airlines lose my luggage. I know, wonderful. Right. But then the one time they do, I'm without fresh clothes for two days because yeah, they, the trains were a mess and everything. I'm like, okay, well, well, we'll just roll with it. What else can you do? You just roll with it. <laughs> so I, um, and when I got into the kitchen, there was this guy that was staring at me and I, was trying to remember my German from two years before. And I just hear that the kitchen chef goes to him, get back to work. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I am so jet lagged. I'm exhausted, whatever. And this guy, <clears throat> he was uh, also living above the restaurant where I would be staying. Okay. So we would start to, over a course of a couple weeks, we started to get to know one another. We would drink beer and play cards to relax after work. And he's telling me about where he comes from and everything. Three weeks later, he's like, hey, do you want to go to a club? I'm like, hey, sure, why not? Yeah, that's when we started dating was three weeks later after I arrived. And then of course, everybody who was anybody in the kitchen thought, oh, Victor and Stacy. Yeah, and I'm just like eh, whatever. We'll we'll see what happens because I was always very quick at giving my heart away to people, yeah. Yeah. and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna take it easy. Okay, we'll we'll see what where this goes. So then they decided, you know what? It's time for Stacy to rotate from Garmage and the pastry department over to where Victor is working, which was Entremetier. And Entremetier does all the accompanying dishes for like the proteins, like fishes and everything like that. So they do the side dishes. So they're all like, oh, they're gonna have to work together. We kept a professional, <laughs> whatever he needed, I was there. And I, I would do it like a game. Okay, 
the beef tenderloin gets this, this, and this. Okay, so I would know when he would say um, in German, whatever he needed, I would have things all laid out. And people were like, she's really good. I'm like, what? I'm at work. I'm trying to, this is what you're supposed to do. And they're all like, the other apprentices don't do that. I'm like, well, this is me. So here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So then while I'm there, I get in contact with where I did my first internship in Germany. And I start getting on the paperwork um, between the paperwork needed and also with um, Chef Wagner. He was a big help in making sure how I could get my visa to go back to Germany okay. for after I was finished with my internship. So Victor's like, okay, you know what? We will, we'll just see where this goes. We won't put any pressure because I had to leave to go back to the U.S. and graduate from school, like walk across the stage because I was officially finished and I didn't see him for two months. We would just Skype and we're like, okay, we'll just see where this goes. So I go back to Germany and I get to live there for a year. It was the best experience. I'm so thankful that I did that. I mean, you go from me, I'm like, oh, I'm only going to go to school that's a hundred miles away from home to, hey, I'm going to move across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, that, what a leap, right? See you later. <laughs> yeah, I love you, mom and dad. And, and that was in 2008. So that was right after the economy had crashed. So I'm like, hey, there's no jobs. Hey, what's going on? I get to go to Germany. Done. That worked. And it was just, we were in contact with one another. I would jump on the train to go visit him. He would drive down to see me. And the place that I was working at in Germany was called BASF. And that they do, they're the world's largest chemical company. Like they invented with Levi Strauss, the blue dye for blue jeans. Like this is where the history is with it. I was like BASF. So we would feed uh, their executives and directors. And it was also a fine dining restaurant to the public as well. And when I get there, they throw me in the pastry department. I'm a hot kitchen girl. I should be like on the line. They're like, well, this is where we need the help. I'm like, I know nothing of pastry. But when they put me in there, I'm like, I was like, did you took the easy oven with you? No, I didn't have the easy bake oven. Oh, this is such a good story. I'm having so much fun with it. Oh my God. All right. So pastry department, here we go. Here we go. I mean, you get to hear, like I was in the hot kitchen all the way up and it's like, okay, where are these cookies coming in? Yeah. They threw me in pastry and I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a degree in it. Hey, why not? It's the free education right there. So, I mean, I was learning the recipes on how to make different mousses. I was doing cakes, mousses, panna cottas, everything. I was learning everything. And I'm like, this is okay. We can do this. We can do this. And then about what, six, about six months, they had me running the pastry department at night by myself. Now I never took German in school. I wanted to, but they gave me Spanish. I'm like, I can't speak Spanish at all. Like I had my friends in school. Like I told you about my roommate from Puerto Rico. Yeah. She helped me with my homework. Um, here we go. I, I didn't. Yeah. Give me German. Yeah. I asked, do we have German? No. So I learned it while I was there. I was always asking, how do you say, how do you say, how do you say? So yeah. After asking that and being submersive in that environment, I just, okay, I was able to run the pastry department by myself, which was awesome. I loved it. And then when I was getting ready to leave, I knew my visa was going to be going up. 
man, I was like, okay, as much as I love pastry, can you throw me somewhere else? So I got to do garmage, which is uh, salads and cold appetizers. Then they had me in banquets for a little bit. Well, it was time for me to come back to the United States because my visa was out and I couldn't find a job over there. And in Europe, before they give a job away, they wanna make sure someone in the European Union can do it. Well, as they go, I'm an outlander, I have to come back. So Victor, he goes, well, I'll follow you. I'm like, well, what about all your family and friends? He goes, I never see my family and friends. I'm always at work. I wanna be with you. I'm like, okay. It's, isn't that funny? Like it's a chef's life. Like they never see their families. Mm -hmm. it, it's uh, it's kind of sad, but they're so good. <laughs> Food is life. Food is life. Anyway. Mm -hmm. so yeah, for sure. I mean, working. Yeah, for sure. Because so um, what's that? No, no, what's go that? ahead. Go oh, ahead. okay. <laughs> so before I get ready to leave, I'm visiting with him for a few weeks. Like he says that, okay, I'll follow you, but what's really happening, who knows? So he comes uh, home because I was visiting with him. He comes back from work one night and he's like, let's go out. I'm like, okay, let's go out. So I start getting my eye makeup on, right? He goes, no, 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 you don't need to paint. I'm like, okay, paint. <laughs> The eyeshadow, the makeup. All right. I finish it up anyway because I am what I am. So he takes me up to a mountaintop. We're overlooking the Rhine River and just talking about things. And he goes, If someone in America wanted to propose to a girl, what would they do? I said, Well, they would ask the father for permission. And then if he says yes, then they would ask for the girl's hand in marriage and usually it's a single stoned ring mm -hmm. will this do like <laughs> are you proposing <laughs> you didn't ask my dad did he ask your dad <laughs> no he didn't no he didn't so I was just like I was kind of like in shock like okay so this is it like here we go I mean and it was beautiful let me taking me on I'm in Europe it's at night I see the stars I'm overlooking the Rhine River we have sparkling wine and chips and processed cheese dip because we both enjoyed it I know yeah we're both chefs and we're eating junk food and that's how he proposes yeah so I come back home I come back home and my parents move out of their house and into, um, they move in with my grandmother to take care of her because she's getting very old. So I get to be in the house that I grew up in, in Florida. And then in September of 2009, Victor came to the U.S. for a few weeks, knowing he would be moving over, but he had never met my folks, only by Skype. And Victor is, he's Portuguese, but he was raised in Germany. So he has a darker complexion. Of course, my parents, the first thing they're like, hola! And he's like, hello. <laughs> and so he flew into Miami International and I told him, baby, I'm going to let you know that people are going to think you're Cuban because of your complexion, because you do. He goes, I know Cuban. I'm like, I'm telling you what's going to happen. Sure yeah. enough, he had people come up to him and they're like, hola, como estas? And he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
funny like when you see him so he came over and he got to meet my parents and then in January of 2010 we got married and as you say yeah chef life is a very hard life because when Victor got his job and everything um we were like two ships passing in the night I was working down in Palm Beach and then um about a year later I got to go back to the country club where I was an apprentice and become their executive sous chef and I was taking care of the high school apprentices so I was really going back to what I used to be it was awesome like really getting back and as you say yeah we were, I'm like oh you're off today have a great day I'm off to work I was just <laughs> holidays yeah and then when we huh I'm like, see you later. You know, my husband yeah. and I, um, be, up until I will say our daughter is 10. Mm -hmm. So until Veronica was about seven. Yeah, it was recently, like three years ago, three mm -hmm. or four years ago. Until then, I used to work the day shift and he used to work the night shift because we needed to we needed to do that, not because of work, but because of daycare, right? Like he needed to right. take care of her. I needed to take care of her at night. So it's kind of that life, right? Like you, you really need to make it work. You really need mm -hmm. to make it work. So I totally get it. Like, you know, passing through, I was like, I will get excited for Saturdays because that was the first, the first day I was actually seeing them or, you know, just spending time as a family. So right, right. totally get it. Totally get it. So then life is what it is. We, we are pregnant. And of course, my husband's first reaction, I was just like, I have something to tell you. And I tell him, he's like, how did this happen? I'm like, you don't remember? <laughs> so then I was, yeah, so I was working at the country club as a, their executive sous chef. And I, I mean, as a, I'm so happy with Isabel's pregnancy. I was on my feet all day long. I was on the hotline. I was doing everything. I was busting out the plates. There you go. Yeah. No complaints. Thank God I wasn't throwing up like I did with Gabriella because that was crazy. But um, I knew that our life was going to change. And he's like, well, I would like to stay home. I'd like to be a stay at home dad. And I just go to him, you know what? I remember my mom giving her career up for us. And I would love to be able to do that for my kids. Uh -huh. I said, chef life and family life just doesn't mix. And we didn't want to have someone else raise our daughter. We didn't. So I was like, I will make the decision and I'll stay home. Cause are you sure? I'm like, yes, it'll, it'll work out. It'll be fine. So I was at home with Isabel for the first year. And then I ended up going back to teach at my old high school culinary. Yeah. And I did that for three years. And then we became pregnant with Gabriella. And then when I tell Victor, hey, I'm pregnant, he goes, yeah, I kind of figured. It went from the first one, like, how did this happen? Second, yeah, I kind of figured. Well, you knew before I did? Okay. You know, very different reactions. But for the positive, that's really right. good. Yeah. <laughs> It's just so funny. I'm like, okay. And then with Gabby, I was very sick. And I was just like, if I go to my students, I was like, if anything, this better be good birth control for you guys because I am throwing up and running to the bathroom like no tomorrow. This yeah. stinks. Totally different pregnancies. And they're all like, yes, chef. And <laughs> I'm 
high school, teaching high school was amazing. Um, I got the award at the end of the year for best storyteller. So yeah. I would share my stories like, okay, what would we do in the kitchen and talked about Megan Fox, like when we, I, from smoothies and everything. So I got the best storyteller award from my students. I thought that was awesome. And then our life changed right after Gabriella was born. I knew I was not going to be going back into teaching because daycare is very expensive. And we were planning on buying a house closer to Victor's job. And then life happened. He lost his job. We're all like, wow, what next? And so we were looking all over the state of Florida for a place for him to go to, but it was in May. And that's when they start to let people go because all the snowbirds are heading back up north. Yeah. Like, okay. And he goes, well, what about outside of Florida? I'm like, sure, I'm up for an adventure. So we start looking up in North Carolina, South Carolina. He goes, well, I really liked Massachusetts when we visited your sister. I'm like, okay, are you saying you want to go to Massachusetts? It's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> he applies to a place. 20 minutes later, we hear back. We're all like, okay, God, this is where we're supposed to go. Yeah. Obviously, this is it. Wow. He flies up for his interview. He nails it. Comes back. And we're like, okay, we're going to be moving this date. Awesome. My sister and her boyfriend at the time are down visiting in Florida. And they're like, you should try paddle boarding. I'm six weeks postpartum, by the way. I'm like, sure, I'll try paddle boarding. I mean, after everything we've gone through right now, I'm up for an adventure. Paddle boarding requires balance. And they parked the boat that we rented on top of a sandbar. I get on to the paddleboard and I fall off immediately because it requires balance. And my knee hits the bottom of the sandbar. I come up screaming and everyone's like freaking out. What is wrong? Like something's wrong. I just hit the bottom of the sandbar on my right knee. Yeah. We go to the hospital. Oh, no, you're fine week later, I find out I fractured my tibia plateau, which is a very hard bone to fracture. I'm like, yeah, of course I did. Great job for me. And so Victor ends up moving up north so he could start his new job. And I moved back in with my mom and dad because the doctor said, if you put any more weight on that leg, it's going to be completely snapped in two, like from a horror movie. And I'm like, of course I did. Six weeks postpartum with Gabby. And then Isabel is almost three. Yay me. Okay. So while I'm at home, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out, I got to do something creative. I got to do something creative. I can't walk. I can't do anything. So I start a blog. It was called In the Kitchen with Stacy. So I start putting up recipes and really having some fun and documenting our new life, right? I'm at home with mom and dad again. Yay. And thank God they're there to help us. Victor gets up north. He finds out about a month later, baby. I don't like my new job. Like, I'm not there. Find something else. <laughs> so he finds wow. and he finds like this country club and he gets it. I'm like, okay, great. You have the job you like. Now we got to find a place to live. And I'm on Craigslist. And he's like, yeah. and I'm like, hey, well, what about this place? Lawrence is really cheap rent. He goes, we don't go to Lawrence. I'm like, okay <laughs> no I'm in Florida I was like well what about there's this place called Haverhill he goes I don't think that's how you say it I'm like okay so he uh checks it out and we get the place 
in Haverhill that I'm thinking Haverhill, right? Yeah. Then I find out later it's Haverhill. Yeah. So we get up here and I'm still blogging, trying to upkeep my culinary skills because now I'm at home with the girls. Mm-hmm. And after I find out more about Haverhill, I go to Victor. I was like, you know what? I think I want to homeschool our girls because then they'll be on your work schedule. And this world is always changing. You're either this or you're that. Well, who do we want to influence our girls' hearts? The world that's always changing, it is. Or us with God. And he goes, okay, can you homeschool? I was like, yeah, I was homeschooled, baby. It's fine. I was homeschooled till middle school in Florida. So I kind of knew a little bit about it. Okay. So I start homeschooling the girls and I'm blogging still. I learn more about food photography and I just throw myself into it and I'm loving it. Not making any money from it, which I wasn't the get-go. It was just all about me up having the upkeep of my skills. And then every Christmas, I would always bake German Christmas cookies. Every Christmas I would do this because German Christmas cookies were not available in the United States. Now they are thanks to Aldi, but I wanted to incorporate um, Victor's German traditions. And he also uses a little bit as Portuguese traditions of what he remembered growing up in Portugal. So we would blend those two together. So every year I always make German Christmas cookies. Well, March of 2020, before life was forever changed, um, I had, I was a part of this group called MOPS, which is short for Mothers of Preschoolers. And I was one of the leaders. I also volunteered for MOPS International as well. And we had a cookie artist come in and show us how to decorate cookies. Now I had been following this cookie artist for a while because she was also a MOPS mom and a MOPS leader. And this is Kara from Cut and Iced in Danvers. Oh, she came shout to out. I was like, what is the relationship there? She's yeah. pretty amazing too. Oh, she's amazing. She is absolutely amazing as well on what she does. Mm-hmm. Incredible. She is. And so I asked, I told my group, I was like, we're going to have her come in and she's going to show us how to decorate cookies. This will be something fun for all of us to do. God only knew that this would be our last meeting because that's when life had forever changed with COVID. Yeah. So she showed us how to do it. And I'm like, this is awesome. I love this. This is true artwork and you can eat it. I'm like, I am loving this. (laughs) So I, um, what was it? After that, things start shutting down. We had come back from Florida at that time and cookie decorators, they weren't selling anything. Right. So they start all these cookie classes and like how to cake it from Canada started doing cookie classes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I was taking cookie class after cookie class after cookie class. My husband's like, you're baking again. Like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Like, yeah, I am. Like, I'm loving it. And so I would try their recipes from these courses. And I'm like, it's just way too sweet. I can't handle this. After living in Europe, my palate really changed. So I start using my German Christmas cookie and I just changed it around a bit. And I'm like, there we go. This is the cookie done. So after two months of classes, I go to Victor. I was like, you know what? I'm all in. I want to do this as a business. I'm all in. 
I asked my landlord, I was like, hey, Jeff, would it be okay if I could do cookies from my home? He goes, sure, I'll even buy from you. I'm like, thanks, great landlord, all right. And then I get the approval from the, the city and I had the health inspector come in and check me out. So everything was good. And that's how Sprinkles by Stacy came about. First, it was blogging. And then it turned into cookies. Wow. What a freaking roller coaster, man. I love your story. I'm like, I got nothing to say other than perseverance, people perseverance like you never know what life is going to throw at you you just have to keep positive and you will never know when you're going to find your light seriously wow. that's amazing and here you are in massachusetts having tons of success doing something that you love with something you didn't even imagine it was a possibility right I mean, I loved baking ever since my easy bake oven, but then I got into the hot kitchen and I'm like, that's it. I'm a hot kitchen girl. And then Germany, they threw me in pastry. And like I said, I would always make the, this cookie that my sugar cookie, that cookie was what I would always make for my, my family for Christmas time. That's and truly amazing. I am so happy that you get to share this story with us today. Oh, thank because you so much. I mean, it shows you the value of also, you know, believing in the value of family and staying positive. I think working as a team mm -hmm. on, you know, from, from a family standpoint, you know, supporting each other, it opens doors to possibilities that you didn't think possible. So I am so proud of both of you. Thank you. Are you allowed to say what, where your husband is a chef? uh so life is changing right now he yeah. is hoping to open up his own place okay. um, or work together with a friend yeah so life is definitely changed like and I know when we're, when we're ready to share we'll <laughs> go and we'll have some dinner there and hey I think I think if he gets to open his own place cookies needs to be part of the menu like <laughs> They have to be part of the kids menu and, you know, a to go home option. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing a couple ideas out there. <laughs> Anyways, so thank you so much for sharing your story here, Stacey. I, I, I am so like, this was a roller coaster that I truly, truly joined the, the, the ride from beginning to end. I enjoyed it so much. I was like, all the time, I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. What else? What's next? Um, so that's pretty amazing. Now I'm going to ask you a couple questions so we can kind of wrap it up in, you know, leaving a good note. What is a message of empowerment for women listening out there? Women that, you know, might have done the same thing that you did, you know, putting their careers aside uh, to take care of the family, but still want to pursue that passion. What message of empowerment do you have for them today? Give your dreams to God, because honestly, I never thought I would have my own business. I never thought I was just like, you know what, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. And who knows after the kids are grown, I'll go back into it. You just yeah. never know. And I mean, don't ever put your, in your, yourself in that position. Well, I'm just a mom. No you are raising the next generation. Do you realize that your kids are going to have an effect on the world? Mm -hmm. So being at home with the kids, that is a big deal. 
And I mean, no amount of education can train you for that. Believe me, like seriously, did you ever think, okay, I was, I have a bachelor's degree and then I eventually got my master's. Did that tell you how to handle a sleeping child? No. <laughs> not, with manuals. Not, that whole, not that whole other episode. <laughs> right. They don't come with manuals. Seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, give your dreams to God or whoever you may believe in. Give that to them. Yeah. And see, and just keep them believing yourself. Like, hey, I love to do this. I love to do this. And you can see how many small businesses out of the pandemic have happened. Mine, a few other cookie decorators that I've seen, a few other small businesses, one other person that I follow on Instagram, she just left her corporate job to pursue making wreaths. That is awesome. That's something she's passionate about. So, I mean, the pandemic, yes, has been a negative, but look for the positive in that. Yes. There are positive aspects in it. People got to regroup and say, hey, what's really important? Is it me doing the hustle nonstop? No. What's really important? Your family, your kids? Like, how am I going to have a nine-year-old already? (laughs) I know, right? They grow really, really fast. Perfect. So again, thank you, Stacey, for being here. I look forward to collaborating more with you, you know, being in events with you and just overall you know, getting to know you better. Um, I think 2022 is going to be an amazing year. Um, You know, holiday seasons, like I think every other month, it's like something, a big holiday happening, like February, Mm -hmm. March, (laughs) you know, St. Patrick's, then we have, you know, 4th of July, all these things. Now we have (laughs) Juneteenth, you know, and so there is so much going on. So you always have these um, amazing things that you can do in terms of creativity and get, you know, all those cookies out there. So um, let's continue to push. I cannot wait to hear about your husband's endeavors. I cannot wait to see, you know, at the end of 2022 where you're at and just keep pushing and keep being a light. I, I, I just love your energy and I love, you know, everything that you bring to the group and you know I think the group is pretty big it's getting pretty big but you know there are some people that shine more than others and I know you are one of those people so thank you for sharing your story with us thank you for being here for opening your home to us right and your family um and I hope that anyone that is listening to this today got a little bit motivation and empowerment to kind of, you know, just push themselves a little bit further than they did yesterday. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I can't stress the importance of having a community, right? I mean, first I had mops and which is mothers of preschoolers. And now I have women's business league. I, it's like a totally new chapter, but community and friendship, one another, that's the biggest thing that you need. It is. Awesome. Well, keep transcending people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another, you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you. 
because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world. If you don't follow us yet, please subscribe at the, our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Monica Duani. You can also follow us on Instagram at TranscendWithM. Or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one, -on -one, make sure to just connect on LinkedIn and send me a message. It's Monica Duani, and I'm always here for you. I hope that you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you next week.